This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. I'm Marjorie Punnett. I'm Elizabeth Reese. This is Best of the Nest, the podcast that's all about creating strong, comfortable, beautiful nests that prepare us to fly. Oh, hi, Marjorie. It's nice to be back with you. It is so nice to be back. It's a sunny day, even though it's kind of cold today, but it is a polar day cream day in Minnesota, in case you were wondering, which before we get to our Watch, Read, Listen episode today, I want to thank our presenting sponsor of Best to the Nest, which is, of course, Pour Moi Climate Smart Skincare. You have to use our code BEST. B-E-S-T, and you will get yourself 20% off any of the Pormois Climate Smart skincare products, which are patented. Uli just told me they've got a couple more patents coming in, which is amazing. Oh, and it's very, very difficult to get skincare patented because you have to prove that it actually works. Fun fact, Pormois Climate Smart skincare actually works. You and I can attest to that. And so can the United States Patent Office and the patent offices of many other <laughs> nations throughout the world. <laughs> you know, what's really fun is my sister texted me last night and she just bought the full line of poor yes. skincare. And it's so fun knowing that we recommend this, that when our family and friends, and we consider all of you Nestor's friends, buy something like this, we we really believe in it. And it yeah. was fun to text her back and say, you're going to love this. And I have loved it. And it's, it's just been, it's been a, a, a great thing for my skin. So good. So and you use that needs, code. Yeah. My skin needs help right now. I just showed Elizabeth. Y'all can't see me. But I have this big dink in the top of my head, which unfortunately, poor moi, can't heal that, but it's keeping the rest of the skin around it healthy and glowy. I was cleaning out the garage and I dropped something on my head. Oh, jeez, so Marjorie. That's a small imperfection in my face right well, now. Well, poor moi will help with the healing process, I'm sure. You can go to pormoiskincare.com. That's P-O-U-R-M-O-I skincare.com. Again, use that code BEST. So if you do like Marjorie's sister and you get the whole kit and the whole set and everything set, the uh, discount comes on top of that. So make sure that you use it. I know. I love discounts on top of discounted kits. That makes me very, very pleased. Okay. But let's talk about what we're watching, reading, and listening to. It is a new month. It is February. February. That's how Steve Patterson always liked to pronounce it on Twin Cities Live. <laughs> February. And it was he a, likes to complicate things. And then it, and then he likes to run a bit into the ground. <laughs> so As Canadians <laughs> often do. As they do. But we're in a new month and we just thought we'd share what we're consuming. What are you up to? You want to start? Yeah, I'm watching Parks and Rec. Oh, gosh. I got to watch this. Did you watch the whole series? 
No, like little bits of it. It's sort of like Curb right. Your Enthusiasm for me. And then sometimes Jay will reference things from each show and then I right. get them confused and I'm like, I need some clarity on these in my life. Well, so obviously it's a time to be watching uplifting right. movies and television shows and not watch things like Good Grief on Netflix, which actually is fantastic. Is it's it? a great movie. It's all about grief. Dan Levy from Schitt's Creek. It's so poignant and sweet and wonderful. But when I told my son that that's what I was watching, because it's about a man who loses his husband, yeah. Gar said, what is wrong with you? What <laughs> is wrong with you? You need to watch Happy Things. And so he recommended Parks and Rec, which when it came out in 2009, I remember trying to watch it. This is with Amy Poehler. And I just... It didn't click with me the first couple of times I watched it. So now, more than 10 years later, to go back and watch it again, number one, Gar says the first season is just a set-up season. You got to yeah. get to season two. So I never made it to season two. And then what I'm realizing is, I think the reason I didn't watch it in 2009 is because the Amy Poehler character, who is ridiculously type A as a deputy park district administrator, yeah. felt a little familiar. <laughs> it was really uncomfortable because she's really, really, really annoying. And I think it was just a little too close to home okay. in 2009 that I couldn't, I was seeing bits of myself in the most annoying parts of her. Okay. But as a person who's worked with you for many years, your type anus is, I love the word type anus, by the way, <laughs> always makes me laugh. I like to use it whenever I can. And I'm spelling that A-N-E-S-S, -S, yes. not A and U.S., but, you know, yeah. do with it what you will. It's only annoying like 2% of the time. Very minutely annoying. But, but you admit right there, there is some annoyance. Such a tiny there amount, is... though. Okay, yeah, but then well, we work through it. And you're we self-aware, so that's good. It would only be annoying if you weren't self-aware. Like, well, sometimes it's I... like you realize it about yourself and you go, oh, gosh, I'm going to yeah. dial it back a little bit. Just, just a little bit. And, I get and it. I think that that's why in 2009, I think I rejected this show. It's it's a lovely 21 minutes and it helps me get on the treadmill and it's fine. And and so I would recommend it if you haven't watched it. And my son swears season two, it picks up and it's fantastic. So I'm going to stick through season two and then decide. I think it's three or four seasons, whatever. But it's on Peacock, whereas it's streaming on Peacock. Okay. What are you watching? Okay. So on the last watch re-listen that I talked to myself for 34 minutes, which was shocking and terrifying <laughs> that I can capable of doing that, but that's for another analysis of myself. I talked about how I've been obsessed with the show Cabin Chronicles on Magnolia Network. Now this is one that you need to watch and it is kind of irritating to try to find Magnolia Network. Yes. You have to subscribe. Here's what I did. I finally <sighs> figured it out. I described to Discovery Plus which has all these other networks that I used to like that I don't anymore, like HGTV and Food Network. But right. Magnolia Network is on there. And so I subscribed to Discovery Plus and found Cabin Chronicles. And of course, the reason I subscribed to Discovery Plus is because I love Zoe Francois and I love her oh, show Zoe Bakes and we love, we love Zoe. So then because I still had this subscription and I'd powered through all of Zoe's episodes, I found Cabin Chronicles, which is the most magical, sweet, lovely show. If you listen to last month, you know I'm repeating myself, but I promise you I'm getting to something different of just these 
kind of out in the wilderness cabins that are generally small. I mean, these aren't like monstrosities, a lot of A-frames, a lot of cool like treehouse cabins, and there's no host to the show. There's just the people who own these cabins talking about them. And a lot of them were in like major disrepair when people found them and then they saw something in them and then they created these beautiful cabins. And they're like these refuge cabins. You know, it's not these like whitefish chain of Minnesota giant 10-bedroom houses with four lifts for all these boats. It is really about seeking solitude and quiet and connection with the outdoors. So I got so obsessed with this show, and I was watching episode after episode. And it's really fun because I I will have it on on the big TV in our living room, which I normally never like to turn on. And the kids will be like playing and building blocks and I'll be kind of like paging through a cookbook and having coffee and also watching this show. I mean, this is a picture that I'm painting that is actually happening in my life. (laughs) So I mentioned this on my solo episode last month and then one of our wonderful nesters messaged me and said, oh, Elizabeth, have you watched Beach House Chronicles? And I said, no, "No, I have not. And this one I especially think you will love. And I need to tell my mom about this too because my mom loves the ocean and loves the beach. And it's a real similar vibe. It's not as like cozy because it's more beachy, um, but it's just people and these beautiful little beach houses. And the episodes are only like 15 minutes long. They're really short. It's this sweet little music and they all follow the same very simple, very easy format. And it's magical. And so now I have started Beach House Chronicles. That's the show I want to produce. Yeah, me too. just go into like little cozy houses Talk to nice people. Yes. Not a lot of production. Just, no. <laughs> just easy. No. Elizabeth, let's just start a production company and do little shows. This little, little shows. shows. Little we could call shows. it the Little Show Production Company. Oh, I like that. I do too. Maybe they'd be like eight minutes long. It's so small. <laughs> so short. Shows. It would be really, really great. I know. It's a really wonderful show. And I actually did, I posted about Cabin Chronicles and tagged their Instagram. And then they sent me like such a sweet little DM, like just like, and they have a ton of followers, you know, they were just like, thanks, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for what, like, we're so glad that you love the show. And it was just very sweet. So I can tell, I could tell by watching it that the heart behind it was really great. And then I could tell from that too. So Beach House Chronicles on Magnolia, it is worth subscribing. I'm just saying it now. Elizabeth, I want you to think about this one thing. Hmm. So for those of you who don't know, Elizabeth hosts a daytime talk show every single day, Monday through Friday, that is an hour and a half long. 90 minutes. Which is insane (laughs) that you can do that, but you do, and you're amazing. Just think that hour and a half would be like nine shows for our little itty bitty production company that only does nine minute, eight minute. And I wouldn't have to be in it. So I wouldn't even put makeup on. I mean, it would be. It'd be fantastic. There is something really sweet to that. That could be my retirement job. You're here and I'm retired. So it it literally would be my retirement job. (laughs) So fantastic. Everybody, you're hearing in real time, another company being born. Isn't this a great idea? I know. We have an official best to the nest studio in our podcasting platform. And then, I mean, things are really, things are really looking up. I've got more ideas for merch too, by the way, nesters. Uh I'm just going to put this out here because remember we had our really beautiful print that Gina Holiday made for us that was limited edition. That was so wonderful. It's mine is in my kitchen and I like, I look at it every day and it brings me so much joy. But I've got a couple of other ideas that are in the little hopper. It's brewing. It's brewing, brewing. people. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm reading right now. 
and this is quite advanced reading, so I'm not sure everybody can quite handle this. Well, you're very intelligent, highly educated, on your way to another degree to add to the Punnett collection of 45 degrees per person. That's right. I am reading right now The World of Pooh by Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the the Pooh. Pooh. And I wanted to know, do you or have you read this to your children? Okay, so I haven't read it to my children, but when we get into what I'm listening to, there's actually an element of Winnie the Pooh on what what we're listening to. But I would love to read to them like the original because the original I am a classic. kid of the 80s. So I just know all of the like television iterations and, and the music and stuff like that. And that's tragic. <laughs> that's tragic. The classic version, I had forgotten because I read it to my children. I had forgotten how wonderful it is. And it came out in, I think it's 1926. So this is Christopher Robin, Tigger, Piglet. If you don't know these characters, Eeyore. I don't Eeyore, I don't know what to say to you. Yeah. But the classic version is so sweet, so beautifully illustrated, so beautifully written. And the themes are all about in the most subtle and nuanced and clever way, are about diversity and inclusion and cooperation. Um in just these sweet little stories between, you know, what's happening in this little imaginary world. It's so, so good. And I'm reading it because we're taking a, I'm taking a class. It's our 800 level seminar class um, on nostalgia. Oh. So it's, it's fascinating to sort of go back and look at these books, which people get very nostalgic about, some which are so inappropriate now that you really should not read to your children. And so the class is sort of discussing how do you take these books, which are really offensive, out of sort of the literary canon for children and what should stay. And so it's really interesting to look at this book and think, oh my gosh, written in 1926. And it's so forward thinking and it's so honors and respects children and what they can understand. Yeah. And what's cool is I actually think what you could do is have Bernie read it to the boys. Yeah. Because this is so, she's such a smart little thing. This is so in her wheelhouse to understand and definitely to read. And I think that would enhance her feelings of confidence and everything else that she's now doing that for her brothers. Oh, I love Um, that. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. But you have to get the World of Pooh. It's the original 1926 version. Okay. Don't do anything Disney. Don't do anything else. No. You need the original. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it and and have it sent and read it to the kids. I think that's such a good idea. And I, when you talk about diversity, I also think about diversity of feelings like mm-hmm. and diversity of personalities yep. and just understanding that some are going to be introverts and some like Tigger are extroverts. Now, I'm going off of like the Disney knowledge, no, so I'm not no, sure if no, that's true to the original. It, yeah, but and Piglet's got anxiety issues. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> definite anxiety issues. And to your point, that's actually beautifully said. Is it is uh, understanding ranges of emotions and mm-hmm. how one reacts, and it's also about looking at how you can support your friends, because Pooh will make these sort of silly mistakes, and Christopher Robin's always there saying, "I love you, Pooh." Oh, I love you. I just it's, love that he puts his big paws in the big pot of honey, and I just think it, it's so sweet. You know, you get back to the honeybees, and I'm here for it. That's right. But those are the things that sort of sort of fall off generationally. Yeah, and I'm just here to say. The original, 
go back. If you've got young children, go back, buy this book yeah. and read it to your children. It's so, so lovely. That's so great. I love that. And I feel like the pace is nice and slow. Okay. Yes. So I just started a new book last night. Last month, I read four books. It was unbelievable. I was like on fire. These weren't, I mean, it wasn't War and Peace that I was reading, Marjorie. Like it wasn't Toni Morrison. It was like, you know, just out like relaxing little books. Three of them were good. One of them was not as good. But I did, but so I started a new one last night because then I kind of took a break. And I will say, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but I am a, I'm a fast reader. Like my dad is a fast reader. I was just, I was an early reader. If there's, I am, I cannot do long division to save my life. If someone asked me to do a long division problem, I'd be fully incapable of doing it. But I can read a book faster than a lot of other people. So there's, right. there's, right. you know, everyone has different gifts. Um, so, okay, I started this book. I'm even showing it to you, Marjorie. Look, and I use cards from my children uh, as bookmarks. This one says, oh, I love sweet. you from Bernie. But so it's called, um, so it's by Matt Goldman. And it's called Carolina Moonset. And he is a Minnesotan. He's a local guy, lives in Minnesota with his wife. And this book, I'm just going to read you a little bit of the description. So it says, Joey Green, who's the character, has returned to, I think it's Beaufort, South Carolina. Is that how you Mm -hmm. say that? Uh, It's debatable. Beaufort or Beaufort. Okay. Whichever one. I can't remember which one's right. To look after his ailing father who is succumbing to dementia. Marshall Green's short-term memory has all but evaporated, but as if in compensation, his oldest memories are more vivid than ever. At first, this seems like a blessing of sorts, with the past providing a refuge from a shrinking future, but Joey grows increasingly anxious as his father's memories begin to hint at deadly secrets, scandals, and suspicions long buried Mm. and forgotten that still have the power to shatter lives and change everything Joey thought he knew, especially when a new murder brings the police to his door, dot, dot, dot. Oh, that's great. So Matt Goldman wrote for Seinfeld, Ellen... He he wrote a book called Gone to Dust that I read and really liked. And so I think I'm really excited about this one. I just got a chapter into it. And I picked it up at a local bookstore like months ago and I haven't gotten it. You know, I haven't read it yet. So I just got a chapter in, but it's already like, oh, oh, two chapters. I read two chapters last night. I'm excited to dig into it again tonight. And Beaufort, Beaufort, however you want to pronounce it, that's where we had property. Oh, for I was wondering. Years, That's years. why I was asking you yeah. about the pronouncer. Yeah, for years and years. And I always pronounced it Buford, and then I got corrected once, and then I started calling it Beaufort, and then I got corrected again. And so I honestly don't know what to tell you. Feel free, if you're a nester from that area, to give us the definitive word on how to pronounce it. If, it I, if I had ever moved there, I probably would have learned. But what's cool about that area, and it's why we bought property there, it's a very sweet, old, sort of southern-looking town. It's right on a bay. But like the property that we had, it's filled with these old oak trees with Spanish moss. And so it gives it kind of an eerie, spooky, kind of ghostly feeling. Which is sort of like the cover of this book. Yeah, it's very much, it's all very, it's marshland. I mean, when I took my sister down to look at the, the property we had bought there and we were walking along and at one point we were walking along the marsh and we both grew up in a high rise in Chicago and we looked at each other and we both thought, if an alligator crawls out of the water, which they yeah. have, because we were on this sort of like isthmus, like, what do we do? And I, I, and then we started freaking each other out. And then I was like, I think we run in a zigzag. So the two of us started running to get back to land in a zigzag. And this is when you realize, like, you 
really shouldn't take people out of their like proper environment. And mine is 17 <laughs> stories up. You know, because I don't know what to do with that. But it's beautiful, beautiful land. I will say very haunty, very, you know, very sort of like murdery, which is like what we have going on. Yeah. There's there's okay. Yeah. So, oh, this is good. I'm I'm excited to get into this. It's been fun. I, I just have sort of like stockpiled a lot of books. And I was mentioning this on the last podcast as I was talking to myself. I was saying, self, you have really been reading a lot lately. And um, because I'm sort of in that sweet spot where my kids go to bed late now, like they go to bed at like 845. That's still great. So, but that's too late for me to start a show. Like I don't want to rev up at that time and shows rev me up. So I can't watch a show unless I'm starting it at 730. Like I can't, that's when I could watch TV when my kids would go to bed then, but they don't now. And so, um, so then I've been reading more because I just, am like, oh, I can pick this up and read for half an hour and then I'm asleep by 930, which is where I like to be. Which is supposed to be what we're all supposed to be doing. I know. Put away the screens, put away everything. But yeah. I mean, I, I think more importantly though, that habit, the kids are going to see you doing it. I know. And they're going to be, if because if your kids see you watching TV before you go to bed, mm-hmm. that's what they want to do before they go to bed. I know. They want to do what you do. Yeah. So they're going to see that. And I think that's going to make your life easier all along the way. Well, even, even on like, step, well, on Sunday afternoons lately, to I've been like, I'm going to go upstairs and read. You guys are playing Legos. You guys are doing whatever. I'm going to go upstairs and read. And I lay in bed and I read for an hour. And it's like, so nice. Those little, I mean, those little milestones when you start to get a little bit of your life back. And it's not like I want my old life. I I mean, I really love my life, but my old life was pretty sweet. I mean, I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I did a lot of stuff. I did like whatever I wanted to do. It was nice. And so um, when I can get little bits of that back, I feel like, okay, you know what? This is Great. And that's like the gift that comes as your children need you a little bit less and you kind of like redefine things and you kind of go, oh, I can, oh my gosh, I can just go for a walk for a half an hour and it's fine. You know, all of these things. It's it's lovely. There was this period when our boys had gotten to be, it was after we moved to Minnesota. So they were definitely like fifth grade, third grade mm-hmm. age. And Ian got into his mind that wouldn't it be great if we... Uh, because he had had a vasectomy, if we adopted another baby. Mm-hmm. And he brought this up on the air. And my visceral reaction was, and I have not, I believe in adoption. I think it's a beautiful, wonderful thing. But I was in the phase where I had lots of freedom back. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, on the air, it was like, hell no. <laughs> I don't know what you're thinking about. And we could talk about this later because we're not going to talk about this now. Because it's like, I think as a mother... We love every age that we have with our kids, but as you get that bit of self back little by little, it's so hard to imagine going back to that really needy, needy stage where yeah. you have to watch your kids at every second. And I just, I, there was not even a question. I mean, my reaction was so visceral and so strong. Of, I cannot go back. I, like, let's volunteer somewhere. I can't go back. I, I know. Can't, so. I know. Real deal. I get that. Yeah. Okay. Listening. Um, I've got a couple things. What are you listening to first, though? Well, I'm going to start with something that I watch because it leads to my listen, which is American Symphony on Netflix. Oh. So this is a documentary about John Batiste who wanted to compose a symphony. And when he was in the midst of this, he's so brilliant. And he's so talented. He's the, I think he's left this uh, Colbert show, but he used to be the band leader for Stephen Colbert. 
just an amazing musician. Um, but he wanted to compose an American symphony in the dock. So the dock was supposed to be about that. In the dock, his wife um, uh, falls into remission. She had had cancer. And so then it becomes, and she's an artist as well, and it becomes this really interesting look into two people's lives as they're struggling with one of the most difficult things you can imagine, you know, personally and emotionally. And then creatively, he's really doing something that's quite difficult creatively. And he's flying around the country and he's collaborating with musicians. And um, she is now healthy and strong. And so there is a very happy ending to it. Um, so it's a really wonderful doc, but it reminded me when I was watching it, one of Ian's favorite songs, and so I went to listen to it again, was a John Batiste song called Freedom. And if you've never, like if you're not in a great mood or you just feel sort of blue or you just need sort of a mood change, go to YouTube and watch the music video for Freedom. It's John Batiste dancing through the streets of New Orleans, singing this song, and he's so amazing. He's just so amazing. And he's just like um, joy personified. Oh. And I, I meant to watch or see. I know he was nominated for some Grammys this year. I totally missed the Grammys. They were last night, weren't they? Yeah, they were. I, I missed it too. I totally I did missed see it. Taylor Swift announced a new album. So that's exciting. There you go. More Taylor Swift. And I think she's, I did see in the news this morning, she's won the most albums of the year out of any artist of all time, along with having the highest grossing concert of all time she's Ever. topped uh, she's topped a billion dollars on her concert tour yeah yeah she's an amazing businesswoman because she did amazing. some really smart things but john batiste freedom is the song it's on youtube i'll put it in the show notes um it'll bring you joy this episode is brought to you by bumble so you want to find someone you're compatible with specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection totally open to having kids in the future is a tall rock climbing libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on tuesdays just as much as you do bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you so whatever it is you're looking for bumble's features can help you find it date now on bumble Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. That's great. I gotta. I I need to listen to that. A song that does that to me is um, "It's a Great Day to Be Alive" by Travis Tritt. <laughs> oh, I think I know that song. It's we call it our family anthem, and we oh. like will play it if we're driving, especially like on those days when it's like sunny and things are melting. Which now we don't even have anything to melt, so it's just been that way. But right. we'll just blast it in the car, and it's um, and it's such a great song because they talk about like cooking rice in the microwave and like it's a great day to be alive it's just it's just like a it's a total mood changer and it just makes you like it just reminds you it is it's a great day to be alive alive. I mean there you go that's like as sweet and as simple of a sentiment as it gets there is um there's a a song that I think of as your family anthem because the visual (laughs) in my head is so strong of driving in the car with you and and the kids and 
was Heathcliff? Heathcliff wasn't born yet. That's why we had yeah. you were it, just... you were in the back seat with the kids, and Jay and I were in the front seat. Oh, that's what it was. I was the third kid. I was yes. trying to think. There was a third kid in there. Yeah, there was, was no the Heathy yet. Kid. And and is it Alicia Keys's? This yep. girl is on fire. Mm-hmm. Comes on, and Bernie and Franklin were like singing their heart out. It was like the sweetest thing. And I don't even know how old they are. I mean, Bernie had to be like five. Probably five and three, I think they were then. Oh my God. It was so adorable. So like, and I can still see them singing. Like, and Franklin in particular, who kept looking over at Bernie. And this is what I love about siblings, because he just wanted to be like her. Yeah. He wanted her to see him being like her. And it was just adorable. It was just adorable. There's the sweetest adoration with them. It's very sweet. Oh, that's so that. fun. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of my children. Um, okay, a couple things that I'm listening to. So Bernie has become completely obsessed with Michael Jackson. And I don't know why. I don't know how this happened. Somebody must have mentioned Michael Jackson at school. I mean, this is like when you don't homeschool your kids and you send them out into the world, you have no idea what they're getting for better or worse. I'm like, some days I'm like, who said what at school? I mean, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what's so interesting about this, so she's been listening to Thriller. She's been like asking our devices to play Michael Jackson music. And um, why I bring this up is because, number one, I mean, when you go back and listen to Michael Jackson, you're just, it's just, it's so good. You know, I mean, it's Weirdness the king of pop aside, for a reason. Weirdness aside, illegalities aside, whatever abuses aside, which I hate to put it that way. I know. I, and I don't mean that way. I meant when abuses, I was talking about substance abuse because you can't. Well, and him aside. being abused and then allegations of him abusing oh. others. I mean, All it's a multitude. Oh, and so what happens so is that it's so complicated. And so when your child starts to ask you questions about oh. Michael Jackson, like Bernie has asked me on multiple occasions, was, is Michael Jackson a good person? And it is a very tricky answer. And so as I'm describing this, and then of course I'm married to a person who tends to just kind of be like, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> you know, he kind of like, and then I'm like, can we back it up? Cause now I have to explain that, you know? Right. Um, Ugh. but it has led to some really fascinating conversations. Like it's led to fascinating conversations about what happens when you are so famous, what happens when you have parents and you're that famous and your parents don't guide you. Your parents are pushing you. What happens right. when you are seemingly very unhappy with who you are and what you look like? And then when you're making those changes, I mean, and then of course, oh my gosh, her not understanding like, well, kids would sleep over at his house. I mean, these are literally like what she's asking me and it's very tricky. So I've just been like thinking so much about that and, and thinking about my answers to some of those questions, which are no one is all good or all bad. You know, everyone has good and bad within them. And people are shaped by who is raising them. It's just like so fascinating to me as I think about like our podcast, Best to the Nest, and what our mission has been. And um, and even in our family, how, I mean, Jay and I just had, to, we just had a talk a couple weeks ago that we were like, we've lost our Best to the Nest way in terms of we're not in, we haven't been intentionally talking about it enough. We've right. just been going and going and trying to problem solve and trying to like figure things right. out and blah, 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 and all of this stuff that we, and we've had just a bunch of things come up lately that have been stressful. 
And, um, and we were like, we were on our way to a, to go to a basketball game at the U of M and we had this conversation and we both were just like, we have to daily be talking about our best to the nest. It's, it is, it is more than a podcast. It is our family mantra because it was your family mantra, not in those exact words. And that was the advice that you gave me and Jay, which was the whole impetus for this podcast. But it's funny how, even though you and I have these conversations every week, I realized like Jay and I hadn't been, and we'd sort of I don't know if you don't talk regularly about what your family values are, it's easy to forget what your family oh, yeah. values are. And it happens quickly. Because the family value becomes day to day. It becomes a very small picture of what you want your life to look like, as opposed to understanding that the day to day is what builds the family. Yes. It's not just what keeps you going. It, it's what begins how you treat each other, how you act, what you do every day is who you are. Mm-hmm. So if you don't look at the bigger picture of that, of like, who are we really being? Who are we being to one another? Of course, it's going to get lost. I and know. I think what's interesting about you talking about Michael Jackson is, and I don't think, I, I, I tried to do this, but I don't know that we did this every day. Well, I guess, actually, I say that now. One of the things that our family did do was overanalyze everything. So maybe we did do this. I remember my son at one point in his teenage years going, oh my God, stop. Like, like every, every conversation was a rabbit hole. Like every conversation had to go like, oh, look at this nuance. Like we take everything and look at it like a million different ways. And sometimes you'd be like, can I just say something without it being like analyzed to death? But back to Michael Jackson, I think what's interesting about that is it one, that she's curious, which is such a good thing. And two, this is how we raise children that are critical thinkers. Mm -hmm is this is the most important skill you can give your children, especially in this age where so much information is coming at them that may or may not be true. Yeah, They have to have the skill set to be able to dissect it and take it apart and look at it in a very complex way. And I think Michael Jackson, if I had a child that was asking those questions, especially her age, this is a great introduction to a conversation about trauma. Yeah. Michael Jackson was traumatized as a child. For sure. There is no doubt about that. And we I'm not saying who, but on multiple levels, he went through trauma. And how that manifested itself is in many different ways, which can also be explained. But I think that's a good lesson for kids to understand. One, oh my goodness, my nest is safe. It gets to reassure them that they are living in a place where they're not going to be traumatized. And two, understanding the consequence of trauma and maybe being more empathetic to children that they meet who are also traumatized. Right, right. Which I mean, we talk about a lot because we talk yeah. a lot about like those kids that I mentioned where, I mean, there's one in particular that I keep hearing things that are being said by this one particular child. And I'm like, what is going on at home? You know, right. what is going on? And right. and giving her the tools to sort of separate herself from that and right. Right. and be able to contextualize why someone might be behaving a certain way instead of internalizing that it always has to do something with her because isn't that like the greatest skill that we could give our children? Right, right. Interesting. I always- told you the Michael Jackson, <laughs> talk about going down a rabbit hole. That's where we right. went. And then it was like, <laughs> it's really interesting. The other thing that we're listening to at our house is the Yodo box. And I mentioned this because the Winnie the Pooh story that we have is on the Yodo box. My sister 
got Franklin a Yodo box for Christmas. Um, I might have mentioned this as a great gift idea after Christmas is like a fun toy, um, but it's screen free. We have the Tony box too, which um, I really oh, like, right, right, right. but the Yoda box is smaller and you can plug headphones into it and he can take it anywhere. And the um, the stories and the songs are little cards that you just slide in the, into the top versus the Tony box is figurines that you set on top of them. And right. I would just say... Um, if you can find a way to get one of those, like if there's a, you know, cause they're not super cheap. I mean, they're like a hundred dollars, I think for the box, the Yodo box is probably cheaper than the Tony box. But if you can have like my sisters went in on this gift for Franklin and got it for him. Um, I've really been happy with those types of things because they can nice. just listen to a story before bed. And we're having that a lot now where I'll read them a book, but they still want something. And so right. I say, okay, you can listen to a Yodo story and they put it on and the boys sit and listen to it and then they fall asleep and that's it's just nice. been very sweet. And Winnie the Pooh is one of them. Aladdin is one of them. They have a bunch of different stories. Right. That's great. That's great. Yeah. So that's what we're uh, listening we to. We need to talk about habits. Um, and that brings us back to poor moi. Oh, it has been, yeah. it has been really, um, I have tried very hard in this difficult time to take care of myself. Because I think that's one of the things that when you're going something through something, it's very hard to remember the things that you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of have to remind myself, like, you need to get out of bed today. Yeah. And so, you know, get out of bed. But what's been great is using the Parma products, I gave myself a facial yesterday. Oh, good. And that just felt really good. I, I gave myself a facial and then I used Oroplex in my hair. And I just was like, I just have to do a little... Self-care. Yeah. And so as we think about um, going forward in the new year, when you're looking at, you know, what can I do for myself? Having a really good skincare line where you can trust the ingredients and you can trust what um, what Uli says is in these products and that they'll work, that you can trust that is, I think, a really important thing. I think a lot of us get into a habit of just buying anything. We'll see it when we buy anything. And it's really nice to have a system. And that's yeah. what I've been loving. Well, plus it's affordable French luxury skincare. It's made in Lyon, France. Uh, Pour Moi Climate Smart Skincare is really unlike any other skincare line, and that's why it's patented. And um, and what I love about it is the system is so simple, and it just makes so much sense that you dress your skin like you dress yourself for the weather. So right. it really is about that seasonal living and that daily living. So we have a code for you because Pormois is the presenting sponsor of our Best to the Nest podcast, which we so, so appreciate. And the code is BEST. And you go to PormoisSkincare.com, P-O-U-R-M-O-I. Use that code BEST. You will get 20% off. I will tell you too, if there's one product, like once you get the system down, and I don't know if you've used these yet, Marjorie, uh, but you need to get them if you haven't. The sunlight drops are so fantastic. And people ask me a lot, um, which is really a wonderful compliment. They say like, oh, your skin is so dewy without being shiny. And that's because of the sunlight drops. So the sunlight drops contain chicory root, which is gives your skin that very similar look to what happens when you get out in the sun. So it's like, um, it's a vitamin D like boost and chicory root has been shown to be hugely impactful on skin. So you take your day cream, you do one little drop of the sunlight drop, you pat it into your skin gently and you will have that gorgeous, fabulous glow that like, you know, sometimes Marjorie, it's like, if you're having a tough day, 
don't they always say like, just put a little lipstick on and you might feel like you can brighten things up. I mean, it's not going to hurt to have a little bit of a glowy skin. If you like, if the world is crumbling, at least if you've got some glowy skin. (laughs) It matters, people. Trust me. It does. So use that code BEST and you can get 20% off of your purchase at Pormois Skincare. We love them and um, I won't use anything else. So there you have it. Our Watch Re-Listen for February, Steve Patterson. He will be more than delighted that he got a shout out in this podcast because that is certainly Steve's love language, attention. (laughs) And we need... (laughs) He knows that. And we need to uh, rebook him on the show. I, I put know. that in your hands. We've we got some fun to... guests coming up. I've got some good ideas. And I, I mean, I'll just say they're good ideas because they're great they're people that we're going to have on the podcast. Fantastic. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a review at Apple Podcasts. Ah, uh, Please do. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best to the Nest. You can also go to bestofthenest.com. We do have a lovely, sweet little website. We are the podcast that brings you home.